today you have probably already figured it out. All you got to do is look at a piece of paper in front of you. And it's called, This Is Us, We Praise. First thing on your notes is, This Is Us, We Praise. Now I want you to listen to Psalm 34. This is David. David was a psalmist. Psalm 34, verses 1 through 3. Watch the power of us. Are you ready? It says, I. Everybody say, I. I will bless the Lord at all times. You know the scripture. His praise shall what? Continually be in my mouth. My, everybody say my. How many of those? That's individual. I and my is individual. My soul shall make boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. But then verse 3 changes everything. He says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us. Somebody say, let us. And let us exalt his name together. Do you understand? David is trying to illustrate to us in one verse that in order to magnify the Lord with us, you've got to magnify the Lord yourself. You can't just come and just, when you can, but it's not ideal and it's not the will of God for you to just come and watch other people praise God. God wants you to praise. I'm telling you right now, you need to get this in your spirit. We're going to be a praising church up in here. We're going to be a church that believes in dancing and shouting and clapping. Come on. Now, I'm not telling you you got to act like me or act like anybody else. But as a believer, you need to learn how to praise. You need, every believer should be praising God. David said, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Do you realize? I, Sandy, I'll tell you this, I'm not bragging on myself, but I'll tell you, and it's not always praise. But I try to stay in a mentality where it almost seems like a joke, but when people will say something, I'll say, thank you, Father, oh, Father, oh, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I used, y'all don't believe this, but back before I got uh, truly saved, right before we got married, I mean, I cussed like a sailor. I hate, I, so, I feel so sad for sailors, praise God, because they'll never say, I cuss like an infantryman I, or I cuss like a Marine. How many of those, they all cuss, but them sailors, they, for whatever reason, we just think they cuss more than anybody, but uh, that's what I was taught as a kid. But I mean, I cussed every other word, and it was a part of my vocabulary that even when I first got saved, I'd find myself slipping up. So, you know, I said, God, it's just, it's just, it's just coming out of me because it's always come out of me. Lord, I need you to help me. And the Lord said, I want you to start when you hit your finger or something goes bad. I just want you to start consciously praising me. And people used to thought that was, I was an idiot, man. I was working construction and I'd be running the screw gun, that screw gun, and come off the side and cut my finger. And I'd say, Woo, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. You're so worthy, you're so worthy. And they'd be like, What are you doing? You're, you're one of them religious fanatics. I said, no, I'm praising him because I need to retrain my mind. I need to retrain everything about me to respond to any situation in my life, good or bad, with a praise. It shall continually be in my mouth. Continually means continually. And then he says, but... I don't want to praise God out here in this, in this field with these sheep and only these sheep. I love these sheep, but I want to praise God with you. I want to come into the house of God. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go in the house of the Lord. You ever heard that scripture? You know why he said that? 
Think about why he said that. He just said, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. So in other words, he said, I don't have to be in church to praise God. How many of you ain't got to be in church to praise God? So in other words, he's making it very clear. I don't have to be in the house of God to praise God. But what made him so excited to say, I was so happy when somebody said, let's go to church. Because it wasn't that he was going to get to praise God. Because he's already praising God. Continually in his mouth. He was excited to let us magnify the Lord together. He knew the power of corporate praise. Am I preaching right? Somebody say this with me. This is us. We're going to praise in this house. Look at your name. Put your finger right in and say, you're going to be a praiser whether you like it or not. What kind of church is this? Some of y'all first time visiting. Oh, I'm getting out of here. No, we just playing. But here, what I really meant to, for you to, for my heart was our intention and our hope for you is that you will be a praiser. Now, there's all kinds of different kinds of praise. So we're going to talk about the seven Hebrew words for praise. All right? And I've got them in your notes. And you need to keep, keep these notes You need to make, because these are very powerful. The very first type of praise, the next thing on your notes is yada. And it's not yada, yada, yada. Okay? Yada means to show reverence or praise with extended hands. How many believes in raising your hands before the Lord? Now, some of y'all might have been raised in a church where you don't raise your hand. And you, it's a little bit weird to be standing next to somebody doing this or, you know, doing a dramatic dance with their hands and all this. And, and you know, there's a Christian comedian that made a video that's so funny. It's a, it's a crash course on hand-raising church folk. Let's watch this little video real quick. And I know that each church has its own worship style, you know. <laughs> which is cool. Some people are more expressive in worship, some people more subtle, and it's all good. Um, I go to a church that's pretty expressive in worship. It's, um, it's a hand-raising church. That's what it is, right? That's what, you know. Anybody here go to a hand-raising church? Anybody here? Sweet. Who here does not go to a hand-raising church? None of you. <laughs> some of you are trying. You're like, I can't. I want to. to I need to get some momentum. <laughs> totally cool. But hey, if you're not used to going to a hand-raising church, you want to go and join us, feel free to join us, but don't feel like you've got to join right in, okay? Start slow. We've got a lot of different hand-raises that we use. We actually have names for our hand-raises. So I'm going to walk you through real quick, okay, what they are, just to let you know. Say you're my church, music is rocking, start slow. Hands in the pockets, little elbow flap, you're fine. Very subtle. Get warmed up. Get your heart rate up. When you're warmed up, start with the first one. Ready? Carry the TV. Carry the TV. That's our first one. Very subtle. Go to big screen. Big screen, a little wider. Next one's my fish was this big. My fish was this big. If you're a liar, you can go out there. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Jesus loves you. Grace. Grace. Next one's hold my baby. Hold my baby. Got dueling light bulbs. That's our next one, dueling light bulbs. We got goalpost. Everybody knows goalpost. Throwing a heartburn. A lot of people like to do heartburn. Double heartburn, right back to goalpost. 
What's my favorite? Mufasa. Mufasa, that's my favorite. The circle of life. Tim, can you go higher? Yes, you can. You can take one hand, go a bunch of different stuff. Pointer, hatchet, schoolroom. Release the doves, give the Lord a high five. Press it out. A lot of women like to wash the window. Wash the window. And when you're comfortable there, go for the big three. Village people, Rocky, touchdown. Hey, come on. Oh, that was great. That was great. Funny, but you know what? We have every one of those styles in this house. Every one of them. And it's okay. But the, the word yada is a, is a Hebrew word which means to exalt God with hands raised. It implies, in fact, when you look at it in the Hebrew, one of the definitions is it, it, it is to raise hands, listen to this, as the shooting of an arrow or throwing a rock. Now what that means is it literally means that something overwhelms you and you have to shoot those hands up because there's something inside of us that understands. Think about it. Just, just not even in church, but in life. When we're excited about something, we, we got our hands up. We're high-fiving. When our hands go above our head, when our hands go above our shoulders, it is usually a sign of something exciting happening. And a lot of times, you know, you're at a game, you're watching the game, you're watching the game, everybody's watching the play, watching the play, watching the play, and all of a sudden he breaks it, everybody's hands goes up. Everybody starts going crazy. It is a natural reaction in the human to put those hands up when you're excited. One of the, one of the ways that I saw in a commentary to illustrate it, it says, you can visualize a small child who is in a room, and then you walk into the room, whether it's Papa, or uh, whether it's uh, whether it's Mama or Daddy, or whether it's a brother or sister that they love they hadn't seen in a while, what do they do? They just change everything. No matter what they're doing, they get excited and they run. And because they're they're so small, they want to be picked up. What is the first thing they do? Hands up. And, and even if they can't talk real good and communicate and don't even know why they're doing it, it's a natural reaction. To get excited when somebody comes in the room, are y'all hearing me? Y'all ain't hearing me for a child. And didn't Jesus say we should, we're supposed to be like a little child? If we do not operate before him as a child, we can't even understand the kingdom. We can learn a lot from watching how a baby acts, what makes him excited. And by the way, we can learn a lot from a baby what makes them excited and also what they are not. How many of those there's never been a baby ever born prejudice? They'll play with anybody, any other kid. The baby has to be taught to be prejudiced. So Jesus is saying, listen, everything that we're supposed to be, that's why he told Nicodemus, you must be born again because if you act and operate and see the world through the eyes of a child, you will praise me. You'll get excited when I come in the room. You won't care who's sitting next to you, what color their skin is. You won't care how much money somebody makes. You won't care what kind of car they drive. You will love everybody the same. Can I get an amen? So it's like to shoot like an arrow. It's, it's an excitement. And sometimes, of course, you know it's worship. And it's a slow response. But it is a sign of acknowledging the holiness of God. Psalm 28.2 says, 
Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry to you, when I lift my hands in your holy sanctuary, towards your holy sanctuary. Notice, notice what he says, when I lift my hands towards your holy sanctuary. It didn't just say lift your, my hands in your sanctuary. He said, I lift my hands outside of church. I know where you are, God, no matter where I am. How many knows why it's so powerful? See, when I do this, what's, what's the difference between this and this? When I do this, who am I praying for? You. Who am I acknowledging and speaking into their lives? You. But when I do this, I'm not talking to you. Are you hearing me? Because you're not up here. It's not personal to you. So you can do a lot with your hands, can't you? Point with your hands. We'll say things like, stretch your hands towards your neighbor and pray for them. What does that mean? You are extending the power. That hand represents authority. And you're, you're, you're taking your hands and you're stretching towards it. But when we do this, it's towards this holy temple. We know where he's at. We're not in heaven yet, but we know where he's at. So when we raise our hands, we stretch our hands towards his holy sanctuary. My God, are y'all going to help me praise? Let's just try it. All over the house, let's just lift our hands. All over the house, come on. Come on. I want you to look around. I want you to look around. Literally, look around. What if this is the way worship looked every Sunday? I mean, I want you to hold them up. What if every time we came in the house, whether it's comfortable for you or not, when we were worshiping, this is the way the house looked. I'm talking about giving God honor, giving God glory, acknowledging His holiness. Now let's wash the windows. Let's wash the windows. Come on, let's wash the windows. Let's, now look around. Look around. Look around. My God, would that not inspire you? Would that not be amazing? Would you not feel compelled to push into the presence of God? Well, if you can do it then just because I told you to do it, why can't you do it because of what He did for you? Huh? Why you got to have somebody to tell you to raise your hands? Has God been good to you? The next word we're going to talk about of pray, top of praise, deals with the praise. When you don't feel like it. How many's ever come to church and didn't want to praise him? Not that you don't love him. Not that you didn't even don't want to praise him, but you did not, you are not in the mood to get your praise on. You ever been there? It's the word Tauda. Tauda is a sacrifice of praise. One of the definitions is a sacrifice of praise. How many knows one of the most powerful forms of praise is when you can praise God when you don't feel like it? In fact, I used to say this a lot. It's been a while since I said it. I'm glad that God just brought it to my heart. If the only time you've ever praised God is in response to him doing something for you, you have never praised God. You've never praised him. See, we don't praise him when he does something for us. No, we give him thanks. Praise to God has nothing to do with anything he's done for you. Some of y'all waiting on God to do the miracle, then you're going to praise him. Well, you didn't praise him. Because if you only praise him, 
as a result of him answering your prayer, doing something amazing for you, and you never ever do it before, let me tell you what that is. You have responded, you have, you have caused, you're basically bribing. It's a bribe. Let me give you an example. Don't you get any ideas? Okay. All right, now, hey, listen. How you doing, man? Keep this on the down low. Okay. Don't, don't be too loud. Hold this. Hold this. Here's what I want you to do. Uh, at some point, in just a few minutes, I'm going to come back over here. Don't tell anybody else. When I walk over here, will you just begin to just high-five me and maybe even stand up and give a testimony of how amazing of a pastor I am and, and tell me how good I am and how uh, I'm just a, probably one of the best men you've ever seen. Can you do that for me? Yep. All right, I appreciate it. All right, y'all ready for a little bit more word? i tell you right now, God is blessing. God is blessing. You, you got something? You got something to say? What, what is it? You got something to say? What is it? What is it? What is it? We're voting you out. <laughs> never again will I use this row for an illustration. I will never use this row ever again. You know what? If you'd have done what I told you to do, I was going to let you keep the 20. If my son would have done what I wanted him to do, he would have begun to brag on me, give me praise. But you know what? If you didn't know anything about me slipping him that 20 and you heard him praising me, you would be convinced that he genuinely felt that way. But it wasn't real. It was fake. It was a response to me giving him something. That is not genuine praise. Praise is if you can put your hands up and dance with your feet when all hell is breaking loose in your life. You just lost your job. The doctor just gave you a bad diagnosis. Your car just broke down. Can you get outside a broke down car and praise God? Can you praise God in the doctor's office when he's shaking his head at you? Psalm 27, 6 says this, And now my head shall be lifted up above the enemies all around me. Look, he's surrounded by enemies. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of what? Joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. When I am encamped about with an enemy, when I'm overrun, when it looks like I'm about to go under, I'm getting to the house of God. And I'm going to praise God because I ain't going to get out any other way. See, in the Old Testament, they had to bring a blood sacrifice. In the New Testament, Jesus provided the blood sacrifice. Now he just wants us to bring a sacrifice of praise. Listen to Psalm 51, 16 and 17. For you do not desire. This is, this is David. David after a man's own heart. Old Testament. Remember that. Not New Testament. But listen to this revelation. For you did not desire sacrifice in the natural or else I would give it. In other words, I'd stick a knife in a, in a lamb right now. He said, but you, delight, you do not delight in burnt offerings, even though that was a part of the law. But watch this revelation. Verse 17. It is the, sacri the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, oh God, you will not despise. Let me tell you something. When you sacrifice from within you, it's greater than anything you could do with your hands. It's greater than anything you could ever do. Because it, it comes from the heart of man. See, you got to come humbly before the Lord. you got to understand 
I, I, one of my, I guess, famous sayings that I've always said is this, is there's two sure things in life. One, there is a God, and two, you're not Him. When you realize there is a God, and when you realize you're never going to be Him, you as a believer will walk in in humility and walk in in honor to our God and that we will not ever equate our praise based on whether things are going good or bad. We're going to praise Him because of who He is. I wish somebody just shout, yeah! By the way, thank you, Anthony, for giving us some awesome background praise today. Y'all love this man up here. Now, let's move on. I got to get y'all to the buffet. At SRC, we understand that when we come to worship, it is never about us. The day you make it about you is the day you're going to miss something. Because you ain't going to be able to hear clearly. Now, I know sometimes you need things. It's all right. The Bible says, come unto me, all you that are heavy and laid. Something like that, laid down or something. Heavy and laid down. My, my, my mouth ain't operating right now. Weary, heavy laden. And I will give you rest. I know we can call on him and answer, and he will answer us and give us great and mighty things that we know not. But here's the reality. When you come in this house, you ought to get up. I start to say get up on Sunday morning. Let me tell you what an SRC family member ought to be like. When you are going to bed on a Saturday night, you ought to be so excited. You, you ought to be lay your head down on a pillow and look at the clock and say, my God, it's only X amount of hours before I get to go to the house of God, before I get to go with my brothers and sisters, where no matter what's going through my life right now, I'm going to get my praise on. Now, the next one, number three, is Barack Obama. No, I'm just kidding. But it is Barack. Barack. Every time I look at it, I think of Barack Obama. Every time I look at it. But it's, but it's, it's pun, if you want to really be technical, it's Barack. Barack. See, I didn't think I could do that. Are, are you impressed, Raul? Raul. 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 Bar- Did somebody just say stop? You are my cultural advisor. I'm trying to be cool up here and you're stopping me? Barak means to kneel and humbly worship God. It means to kneel and humbly worship God. See, this type of praise is one that we commonly see around the altar. We, don't, we haven't been saying it as much lately, but we need to remind ourselves to say this. We have our prayer team on both sides during the prayer that are there for you if you want someone to pray for you. From the, but from the last person there all the way around this part, all the way to the first person that's on this side, this whole area is reserved for you to come and just kneel before God and talk to Him without anybody bothering you. My God, would to God that church folk would learn how to kneel at the altar again, that would learn how to just humbly bow before the King. Oh, but, but I don't want to be up in front of people. Listen, I understand where you're coming from. But you, if you ain't never come down to these altars, then you can't understand what I'm talking about. But it's different down here. I know he's everywhere every, all the time. But there's a heavy anointing in these altars. Barak means to kneel down. It means to bow low 
bow low as a sign of adoration and reverence. It carries with it the idea of humbling yourself to a place, watch this, that is lower than the recipient of your praise. You know, every time I preach on this series, I always get to this part and I always think about we were living in Trafford and it's the only time in my life that I ever got pneumonia. And I had pneumonia and I was, had to stay at home and I had to take care of that. So Sandy's running around with the kids doing stuff. I'm at home by myself. I don't really ever watch a lot of TV, but when you're homesick, you watch TV. So I watched an old movie called The King and I, etc., etc., etc. Only my King and I fellow fans even know what I'm talking about. It's an old musical. How many have ever seen The King and I? And one of my favorite scenes in The King and I, I watched that whole movie and I loved it, is when this missionary, this Christian missionary, is, is, is living in the house and trying to take care of the, of the family. And of course, she, it's based on a true story, very loosely based on a true story. She ends up winning most of them to Christ in, in, the, in the, uh, the castle, the temple. But of course, he's not a Christian and he has his own, it's sort of like a Buddhist belief system, but he's royalty. And one of my favorite scenes is when they're singing this song, it's a musical, and he's talking about, from this day forward, it shall be known. It's Yul Brenner. I can't do a good Yul Brenner, but I wish I could. But Yul Brenner's like, from this day forward, it shall be known. No one's head shall ever be above the king's, no matter if you are a Christian. And so, so all the, his kids, one scene is one of his little kids, he's got like 25, 30 kids, and one of them, one of them runs in, Daddy! He goes, oh, stop down. And he's want, the little boy's wanting to hug him, but he has to do this to his, even to his father. It's a little rough, but it illustrates how royalty are. So here she is, a Christian mindset. That, you know, she, don't, she don't serve no king. She ain't got no king but King Jesus. But she begins to understand the only way I'm going to win him, win his trust, is I've got to know, I've got to show him that I honor him. So in the song, he, she, she accepts that she'll never, as a woman and as anyone else, ever have her head above him. So he's, he'll tempt her while he's singing. He'll do like this. He'll look at her and he's like, are you going to do this? And she says, I will do it. And he goes, okay. And when he does that, she goes, he goes, mm-hmm, shall you do it? He goes down on his knees. She goes down on her knees and puts her head like this. And he keeps going all the way through the song. And he gets all the way down like this. And, he, and all of a sudden, she gets all the way down on the ground and bows her head on the ground. And what it does is illustrates in that movie, she can't go any lower than this. She's done everything she can. And he laughs and he smiles and then they dance. And it almost insinuates that they fall in love. But the reality is this. It illustrated to me, even to this day, when I think about that. We have so many people that want to put Jesus Christ on the throne. But they want to live up here. I'm telling you, there's a reason why we look up. Redemption draweth nigh. There's a reason why we, he says, look to the clouds. For in like manner as you see them go away, he shall come again. There's a reason we raise hands. It's because he is above us. So we are to kneel. There's power in kneeling. Psalm 95, 6 says, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. That's why... One of the sweetest things you'll ever see is we'll teach our kids at night to kneel 
by their bed to say their prayers. But yet they never see us kneel. And they associate kneeling for prayers with being a kid. But when I get older, I don't have to kneel anymore because I never see mom and daddy ever kneel. So they don't kneel. We need to lead by example. Let's teach them to kneel at their bed and pray, but let's also let them walk in, on the, li- in the living room every once in a while and see us on our knees praying. Am I, right? Am I preaching good? I got 20 minutes to get the rest of these out. Will it happen is the question. Next thing on your notes, number four, Zamar. Zamar, you're going to like this one. Where's Brandon at? Where's Brandon? Get up here, Brandon. Run up here, Brandon. Strap your guitar on. Because here's what, and I, I should have told him this in advance. Sorry, brother. He's instant in season, out of season. Make sure he's unmuted. Here's the reality. Zamar means to worship with instruments and to worship on the strings. Come on, somebody. JM, get on the drums. Get on the drums. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We're, we're Fifi. Fifi, get on the bass. Get on the bass. Get on the bass. Don, Don, get on the guitar. Get on the guitar. Austin, get on the guitar. Get on the guitar. Praise team. Unite. Dun, da, da. Zamar literally means to pluck the strings, to illustrate in song and music. It's probably the most common form of praise that we have across the world in all churches. It literally just means singing put to music. It can also just mean playing with no words. We call it around here prophesying on the instruments. I can't tell you the time I'm walking back and forth through here and Brandon's over there just smooth talking that guitar. Come on. Jazz, man, making me feel like, yeah, man, come on, man, yeah. Walking them straight and I'll be shouting, prophesy, Brandon, prophesy. I don't know what y'all going to play, but in the name of Jesus, let's rock it out. Let's rock it out. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's put our hands together and rock it out as we praise him on the string instrument. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Call that rocking it out. No. Don. Just you, brother. Shred it. Come on. Come on. All right, Brandon. Come on, Brandon. Talk to me.
Come on, Anthony. No, come on. Forget that song. Give me what you can do. Show me what you can do. Show me what you can do. Come on. Come on, talk to me. that bass, Fifi. Slap that thing. Come on. Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16 that Saul was tormented by a spirit. And the only way that Saul could be free is David had to come and play his harp. Brandon, play your harp for me. Because I feel like some people need to get free. Because he'd be like, oh. oh, Saul said, you a smooth operator, David. Yeah, come on, brother. Did y'all just feel some demons leave, y'all? If David could have had an electric guitar, that's the way he would have sounded. See, you're going to have to be able to be in a church, and God wants you to be in a church that believes in praising God with instruments. Are you thankful for your band? Come on, somebody. Now watch this, I, 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 got, I gotta go quiet, I gotta go fast. The next type of praise is praise that is not rehearsed. They all practice and they rehearse these songs, but every Sunday they go in a direction that was not rehearsed. Because I'm thankful that tequila, I didn't say tequila. Number five, tequila. Now tequila might make you do some other stuff, okay? We don't want that, okay? We want tequila. Tehillah means a spontaneous song from your spirit. A song that comes from your spirit. A new song. How many of the Bible says you'll sing a new song? Psalm 33, 1 says, rejoice. Somebody shout rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for, pray, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Do you understand when you rejoice? Everybody say rejoice. Rejoice cannot be rehearsed. Rejoice is a spontaneous reaction. It can't be rehearsed. You can't plan to rejoice. You can plan to worship. You can plan, but you can't plan when you're going to rejoice. You rejoice because something shifted. Something happened. You ever been watching a ball game and it was over, man? You done, you done, you just get ready to turn the TV off. Ain't no way. We got enough time left. You done went to the kitchen and you eat your, your uh, chips and salsa and you're like man I can't believe that happened boom a punt is blocked and all of a sudden they're running back and score a touchdown how many of those chips flying everywhere come on you look like, ah! the whole room changed because you rejoice to a sudden shift in the atmosphere 
Are you hearing me? How many know that every time we come in this house, we ought to expect that God's going to shift something in your life and in this house? Somebody say, I want a spontaneous praise. Let me, let me show you how I'm going to find that if you really want that. Shout to the top of your lungs right now. You didn't rehearse that, did you? But you was able to pull it off. Number six. Next turn your notes, this is my favorite one. Shabak. Shabak means to shout. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Psalm 47, 1, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shabak means to address the Lord with a loud tone. How many of you can't talk like this and it be a shout? When you hear your pastor say, shout amen, and the church goes, amen. That's why a lot of times I'll say, you must not have heard me. I didn't say say amen. I said shout amen. Look, watch this. Let me show you the difference. You ready? Let's just say amen. All together on the count of three, let's just say amen. One, two, three. Amen. Now on the count of three, let's shout amen. One, two, three. Amen! Do you see the difference? But it's more than a loud shout. Shabak implies a war cry. Woo, that's why he says, shouting to God with the voice of triumph. It's a war cry. Think about Joshua and the walls of Jericho. They walked around seven, seven days. And on the seventh day, they walked around seven times in complete silence. Can you imagine that many people in complete silence? Many reasons why that happened. I got time to preach it. But one of the reasons why that happened is I believe one of the reasons that happened was so that the people of Jericho would be extra shocked when the shout came. Because for seven times, they said nothing. Seven times, they were completely silent. And it would almost make the enemy think that he has got you beat. But how many know sometimes God will suddenly slip up and change the entire environment? On the seventh time, is my horn over here? Mm. Hey. On the seventh time, ha, 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 ha. On the seventh time, he said, when the Lord tells the priest to shout, and the, and the priest will tell the people to shout. I want you to shout. Watch what it said in Joshua 6, 16. And the seventh time it happened. Somebody say it happened. When the priest blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people. Watch what it says. Let's say it together. Shout for the Lord has given you the city. That's a military shout. They had not made it into Jericho yet, but their shout was a faith shout. Their shout was, I'm going to shout like we've already taken the city. I want you to know that when I put that in my notes, the Lord said to tell you, it's time for Solid Rock Church to shout, for he has given us Birmingham. He has given us Birmingham. Are you ready?
three out and stay in that spirit because there's one more. Number seven. Halal. Halal means to give God a crazy praise. Somebody's so crazy they named a, a hula hoop class called Halal Hoops. Some of y'all try to say, why she call it Halal Hoop? Because it's a crazy praise hula hoop contest. I mean small group. Crazy praise. Slap your neighbor and tell him, give him a crazy praise. It means to praise God to the point that others think you have lost your mind. Ah! Ah! I wish somebody give him a halo praise. I wish somebody praise him with a halo praise. Hallelujah! 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 Now wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stay right there where you at. Watch this. David brought the Ark of the Covenant back from being lost. He had such a halo praise about him. He was so excited. The Bible said as the cart was moving, they would take six steps. It's in your Bible. One, two, three, four, five, six. You know what six is the number of? Man. Six is the number of man. In other words, said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I understand your glory. I'm going to walk as many steps as I can on my own. But on the seventh step, I need to praise you. And the Bible said they walked six steps. One, two, three, four, five, six. And then they'd stop and then they shout with a halo praise. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six. But now, now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the part that's awesome. When, can you imagine how long it took him to do that? But he didn't care. Because when you're in the presence of God, you don't care about time. But they finally got back to the, to the temple. And when they got there, the Bible said, go look it up. It says, and David began to dance. And the word that he uses for praise in that scripture is the word halal. And it says, he began to whirl. He began to work. He started doing the Holy Ghost helicopter. And the Bible said he started jerking his clothes off. Not getting indecent, but he took his robe off. He took his crown off. He took his gold off. Because when you're in the presence of God, you, you are just like everybody else. And the Bible said, oh, y'all ain't ready for this. The Bible says in 2 Samuel 6.14, show them on the screen. 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 6.14, when the ark came back, then David danced before the Lord with all his might. Oh, somebody, somebody, somebody with all his might. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Notice he didn't say he waited on the Lord to move on him to dance. He didn't, well, I'll praise him when the Lord tells me to praise him. The Lord wasn't telling him to praise him. He praised him with all his might. He praised him with all his might. Now, wait a minute. Here we go. got the last thing, and we're going to dance. Listen, 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 16. Here it is. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, his, which Michal, whatever you want to say it, which, is, which was Saul's daughter, David's wife, looked through a window. And saw David leaping 
and whirling before the Lord. Watch what praise will do to people that ain't right with God. They'll start judging you. And she despised him in her heart. Let's skip down to verse 20. He danced and danced and danced. When he got wore out, he went back to his house thinking everybody's going to be as excited as him. And David, verse 20, returned, watch this, to bless his household. He was still in the spirit of worship. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, watch what she said. Oh, how glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michael, (laughs) it, what you saw me doing wasn't for you, honey. It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your daddy. (laughs) And all his house, he appointed me ruler over the people of Israel. And here's the shout line. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord and I will even be more undignified than this. Hallelujah. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him. Somebody praise him with a crazy praise. Praise him with a crazy praise. Come on. Come on. You ain't seen nothing yet. You think this is crazy? You think this is crazy? I'm like David. You ain't seen nothing yet. Hallelujah. 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 Do you understand we get the word hallelujah from the word halo? Crazy praise is where we get the word hallelujah, which means praise the Lord 10,000 times. You know why it says that 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 means that? It's because it means praise the Lord more than it's even humanly possible for you to praise Him. When it makes no sense to praise Him. When it's crazy to praise Him. When the doctor says you're going to die, you praise Him. When your husband and your wife says our marriage is over, you're not going to praise Him because it's over. You're going to praise Him because He's going to heal your marriage. When you lose your job, you're going to dance in the parking lot. When your car breaks down, you're going to give him praise because God is working on your behalf. Crazy praise. Woo! 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 Hallelujah! 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 I wish somebody would praise it. I wish somebody would bring the walls down. Let's bring the walls down. Let's let's shut the walls down. Somebody shout, this is us. We praise. We will worship. We will kneel. We will raise our hands. We will clap our hands. 
we will dance with our feet. We will leap for joy. And we will shout. Now let me ask you something. Did you need that? How many just needed a good praise today? How many just needed a good shout in your spirit, man, today? I remember when I was a kid watching this commercial. This little girl had an ice cream cone. And she went, and the ice cream fell over and hit her pretty little shirt. Ran all the way down and said, Mama, I'm sorry I spilled ice cream on my shirt. And she, she yelled back from the laundry room, It's okay, baby, we'll shout it out. Come on, somebody. Y'all remember that commercial? I'm telling y'all, some of y'all got all kinds of stuff stuck on you. Feel dirty, feel unworthy. I hear the Lord telling me to tell you today, that's okay, honey. We'll just shout it out. 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 Did you need that? Whatever you do, don't be selfish with this. You have got to begin to know that if you needed that and you already are a part of us, how much more do people need this that don't even know it's even available? So we've got to get excited about God. We've got to say, man, you need to come to my church and worship with me. God is doing something. There's walls coming down. You can, no matter who you are, you can be loved and welcome. And you will feel his presence every time you come in this door. Hallelujah. This is us. This is who we're supposed to be. We will not apologize for us. Come on. We will not water down the gospel. This is us. We will not stop praising. This is us. We will not stop shouting. This is us. We will not stop praying for people in the altars. This is us. My God, it's been so long since I dismissed a service like this. We're going to do it today because this is one of them services. Don't forget to drop your connect card. And watch this, here goes like this. If you love the Lord, shout, I love him. If you hate that devil, shout, I hate that stinking thing. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.